Welcome to Briefly Legal, your podcast briefing on legal news, developments, and legislation on the go. Brought to you by the attorneys of Crow and Dunleavy. The following should not be considered as a substitute for legal advice. Visit CrowDunleavy.com for more information. Hello, everyone. It's your host, Adam Childers, and we're back with the podcast Briefly Legal, brought to you by the law firm of Crow and Dunleavy. Guys and gals out there, I'm so excited because we're doing something that uh, we have not done before, uh, despite having uh, over 40 episodes uh, in the can. We have traveled down the the turnpike, uh, producer Tyler and I have, uh, you know, braving some uh, some rain uh, out there as fall begins to descend on the great state of Oklahoma, and we have made our way to 222 Detroit, which is the new home of our Tulsa office, and that is what is going to be now the the crow's nest for us today. I always tell you I'm coming from the crow's nest in Oklahoma City, but I'll be darned if there's not a new crow's nest out there, and it is an absolutely stunning place um, here at the new digs for the Tulsa office. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to be visiting with one of uh, my law partners and a fellow member of the executive committee of the law firm of Crow and Dunleavy, and that's going to be Mac Rosser. Mac, say hello to everybody. Hello, everyone. Uh, excited to be here and uh, excited to talk about our new space that we just finished. Well, I am too, because uh, we're sitting here in one of these uh, spacious, lovely uh, conference rooms. Uh, I'm looking around. Of course, there's still, you know, artwork to be put up and boxes to be, uh, you know, unpacked. But but just seeing this now, after the last time I was out here, was I think Tyler and I were out here together back February or March. There was ice and snow on the ground. And I thought, there's no way they'll have this done by the end of the year. And now look at it. It is just um, absolutely spectacular. And the reason that we're going to be talking uh, to Mac uh, about all this is that, um, you know, in addition to uh, being, you know, a crucial member of the, the real estate, the commercial real estate practice group of Crow and Dunleavy, uh, you know, he is also um, someone that we turn to uh, for all things that have to do with commercial real estate, including, hey, what are we going to do if we're going to get a new office? And why not, considering that given uh, Mac, you're, your undergrad degree was uh, uh, in uh, architectural engineering. So what a perfect uh, synergy between uh, the work that you do and the background that you have. And of course, uh, you know, Mac is uh, uh, an excellent attorney in his own right. Uh, he's a member of the American College of Mortgage Attorneys. Um, that's a big deal, folks. You don't get in there uh, without having an esteemed uh, and distinguished career, which is what uh, Mac certainly has done. And so I'm excited. Uh, Mac's kind of been our, our our, uh, our person out front talking to all the, you know, radio stations and TV stations and various media outlets. But, you know, I know he's been waiting his turn for the most important one of all, and that's the arrival of Briefly Legal to come and, uh, and visit at the News Crow's Nest. So, Mac, um, th- this is just this is just such an exciting time for the firm. I mean, considering that not only do we have, you know, our Dallas office is continuing uh, to grow. We've got a, a Houston office that we've now, uh, you know, uh, put in place, but but here in Tulsa, this is the most exciting thing um, of the year, uh, and this is our 120th year as a firm. So, congratulations right out of the gate. And and what, what's it like? Are you having fun here? We're having a great time, Adam, and thank you for the opportunity to talk about it. Um, it's it's it is it is very exciting. It's we are in, we're operating. Um, it's new space, and there are a few little tweaks that we have to take care of. 
But everyone really likes it. It's quite a bit different from the space we were in before, and I can talk more about that later. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's do that because, I mean, really, to understand where we are now, we ought to kind of start with where we were, right? So um, I've talked about this is our 120th year as a firm. Uh, we actually date back as a firm uh, to before statehood, which is pretty incredible. I, I always tell people that. And they you know, they have to kind of crunch the numbers. And you can see it on their dawn on their face like, gosh, you guys have been around a long <laughs> time. But uh, our Tulsa office was born here in Tulsa in 1989. When, when did you come on the scene? I joined Crow in Tulsa in 1992. So about three years after the uh, Tulsa office had first been established. And it's kind of an interesting process. In 1989, when Crow decided to open up an office in Tulsa, at that point, none of the the bigger law firms in either Oklahoma City or Tulsa had any branch offices, if you want to call it that, in the other city. So it was quite an event when Crow decided to open up the Tulsa office. There was actually some resistance from some of the law firms in Tulsa who were concerned about other lawyers coming in and taking their clients. But of course, now all those law firms have offices in Oklahoma City, so it's it's a very common turnabout's fair thing. play, right? Sure, exactly. Yeah. Um, so all all the hue and hue and cry late uh, finally ended, and uh, so yeah, I came three years after the after the firm was started. At that point, uh, we were in the Kennedy Building. That's right. Which we were there for a long, long time, right? We were there for more than thirty years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was really our first location and our long time location. It's in the heart of downtown the Kennedy Building right about 4th and Boston. Um, and that space w- worked out well for us, certainly initially, but uh, one of the things that we really did as part of our philosophy was to expand the Tulsa office, bring in more and more lawyers. I was the 12th lawyer, I think, to join the Tulsa office, and and we're in the 25 to 30 range now. So um, as we expanded and, and took more space, it, we realized eventually over the years that while that was a good space for us, we needed to do something different. Um, So that's when we decided to to look around. Well, and let's talk about that because, you know, it sort of coincided that the lease ending and the opportunity to look elsewhere was, um, you know, right at the tail end, if if I suppose we'll call it tail end. It was was in this post-pandemic era. And it's interesting to me because, uh, you know, there's a lot of talk when people were working virtually that, you know, maybe this is the end of the brick and mortar era, you know, and and yet, uh, and you can speak to this much better than I, but um, Crow wasn't even the first of the major, you know, legal players around town that that started this uh, move out into different areas. So talk about that at a time when a lot of people thought maybe that was not going to be the case. Yeah, you did hear that a lot. You know, brick and mortar's dead. Nobody has to go to the office anymore. Everybody can work from home for the rest of their lives. Um, I think what people saying are seeing is that brick and mortar is not dead. But the scenario and, and the way that it's set up and the way that people working with brick and mortar has changed. Mm. Um, there is a lot of work from home, but people are also realizing that if you work from home all the time, you're going to lose that ability to collaborate, to talk with people, to share things, to to mentor people, which in our profession is very important. Absolutely. We have young lawyers that we work with, and you need to be able to talk with them and, and help them to learn about the practice of law. So what I'm seeing, uh, not only in the legal world, but, in, but with other uh, businesses, is that 
They still have they still have a brick and mortar presence. It's different. Uh, there are some of their employees who work from home exclusively, some who work from home some of the time, and some who work from home from in the office part of the time, and others that are in the office full time. So the whole whole setup is different, and office spaces are being designed different differently. Well, and that, and I want to key in on that because I, I think you're right. We do have a situation where, you know, you still have, you know, people kind of rotating in and out of the offices, but I think just as important is when they are in the office, there seems to be this movement towards kind of more open spaces, collaborative spaces, um, this feeling of not being alone and being able to kind of closet yourself away in your office and not uh, integrate yourself with the rest of the group. So um, is that what you're seeing as well? And and obviously I can see a lot of that in this this building, which we'll talk about in a minute, but is that the move that you're seeing? We're seeing a lot of that, especially in the law firm uh, arena. You know, the, the traditional law firm kind of arrangement for many years was you had the big partner office closeted off, maybe with a table. You had the smaller associate offices. They were all separate. Everybody kind of had their own area. The, the partner's office was larger. Associate offices were smaller. Then you had a library and, and maybe some conference rooms. But but that scenario is changing. Uh, the offices are being opened up. There's a lot more glass being used, more visibility. Uh, and it also brings in outside light, which helps a lot. You see a big movement toward similar size for all offices, regardless of who's in there. Um, and people are using their own offices less and less, a whole lot more use of collaboration spaces, uh, meet, places to go sit and meet, uh, areas like our crow's nest, which is our, you know, you used to call it a, a, a kitchen or a a snack area, but it's it's really a meeting place that that is set up for people to come in and collaborate, get coffee, sit around, eat something if they'd like, but but a chance to sit down there in a comfortable space and get some work done. So I saw that. I, I I had to confess, I was I was immediately jealous because I have for many years um, been using the, the the term crow's nest uh, for parts of the Oklahoma City office, but you guys have it emblazoned on a wall now. I think you may officially have taken that title away, but uh, but I'm excited to see it. We'll let you use it on a limited basis. Well, so, thanks. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm sure lawyers, we can work out some kind of uh, we can, licensing we can agreement, work something right? Out, yeah. yeah. Well, then let's turn then the thing that we're really here most to talk about today, and that is this exciting building, kind of talk about um, some, of, some of the different aspects of it. But I, I don't want to leave behind the team that kind of helped make a lot of this possible, too. I know that you put a tremendous amount of time, Mac, into guiding the, the, the firm's efforts on this, but um, I, I, I want to give you a chance to kind of talk about some of the other uh, lawyers that helped you on that. I know we talked about Jeff Hills and, and, and Randall and, and Sean uh, Delgar. Talk a little bit about the team and, and their efforts. Well, they've all three been very helpful. Jeff Hills is kind of headed up, if, if you want to call it, the design and construction aspect. He's, he's very good at that. Um, he's really helped us to take this new direction for us. And that's, you know, that's not easy to do when you have a bunch of lawyers who are, tend to be conservative and- And opinionated. <laughs> and opinionated. They all have their own ideas. A lot of lawyers tend to, you know, the law is kind of a backward-looking profession. You look back at, at precedent. You look back at what's done before, and you want to be consistent with that, or you maybe want to make some changes to that. So it's a little bit of a philosophical change to start thinking, you know, we're going to completely change the way we do this. We're going to change our office setup. 
and what's that going to look like? Mm. And so Jeff has been very good at that. Uh, Randall was our former vice president of administration here in Tulsa. Sean Delagar is our current VP administration. And, you know, moving a law firm is not an easy task. I mean, there's a lot of things you you don't want to shut down for a week. You can't shut down. The clients will not allow it. So you have to be able to to move basically over one day, which means a lot of preparation. Uh, Fortunately, we were moving into new space, but that has its own challenges because I think everyone's aware of, of supply chain problems that are causing issues everywhere. No doubt. That was an issue for us, but our lease was expiring in our old space and we had to be out. So with with this team, we were able to get the thing designed and built in time for us to make that move. And of course, we should also give a shout out, um, you know, uh, to our contractor Flintco, as well as the uh, the architects uh, KKT, uh, uh, based I think here out of here in, in Tulsa. Um, y- you can speak to this because you were more intimately involved. But I've heard nothing but uh, but great comments about you know uh, a really difficult project, and 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 you might talk about that too. This is the, the you know the old WPX uh, building. Kind of how did that come together? Yeah, this is a building. The, the history of it is pretty interesting. That. WPX Energy, which was the E&P spinoff from the Williams companies, um, they had designed this building for their corporate headquarters. They were going to take up the entire 260,000 square feet. Uh, they designed it exactly the way wa- they wanted it. They designed it really to, for a large, in large part to be a transition between the John Hope Franklin Reconciliation Center, which is on one side of the building, and the Guthrie Green, which is on the other side of the building. So it has a large open breezeway, uh, and it just it was designed, very well designed and designed for what they wanted. Well, about halfway through construction, and I'm pretty familiar with this because I advised WPX when they bought the land, designed the building, they merged with Devon, Devon Energy. That's right. All of a sudden, they didn't need this headquarters building anymore. So there was a lot of consternation about well, what are they going to do? Are they going to spend the money to finish a building that they don't need? And to their credit, uh, WPX did that. They finished out exactly as it was originally designed. Um, and then they started looking for tenants. And that's in the, the process of what they are doing right now. And we used KKT Architects for our space design. Uh, they did a great job. It's it's a unique design, but I think it's something that's going to be perfect for us. It helps our focus on the arts and, and up-and-coming artists, which we carried over from our previous space. We will have a, an art gallery. Uh, the James L. Kincaid Art Gallery be devoted just to those types of artwork, and uh, similar to what we had at our previous space. So they did an excellent job putting that together and, and, and really making it work in, under this new office kind of paradigm that I was talking about. And a wonderful before. tribute, too, to our, our former law partner, Jim Kincaid, who's uh, uh, no longer the firm, but uh, here in the community. And uh, that's a, that's a, I know he was a lover of the arts, and so that's a, a very nice um, uh, touch indeed. Um, so let's talk then. Uh, we were the first tenants here. Obviously, the, the, the building will continue to, to, to fill up and, and grow. 
and I know there's efforts underway as it relates to that. But let's let's talk about the space that uh, that we we took on. So um, I've I, last time I was here it was. Uh, Back in February, I think, and I, I again still can't believe everything that's happened. But I've just strolling through. I saw so many amazing, uh, you know, functions and features. Uh, but l- let's talk about a, a few. You mentioned sort of the the breezeway. I'm, we're looking out. I can see, uh, you know, we've you've got a couple of open air balconies here uh, at the at the new office. Is that right? That's right. We have we have leased all of the sixth floor of the building, and that does feature two very nice outdoor terraces that we're fortunate to have, um, and we'll use those. I mean, you come here around noon, you'll see most of the people on a nice day, most of our employees eating lunch outside on that terrace. Uh, for me, it's a great break. If if I've been working on something hard and I want to go outside and get some fresh air, I don't have to go downstairs. I don't have to walk outside the building. I just go down the hall to the terrace. And it's, it's, a, it's a nice feature to have, and I, I think it'll make it a great place to work and part of that, yeah, with a, a great view out there onto the onto the ballpark too. Not a, yeah. not a bad place to kind of we can see the ballpark. The fireworks shows will be great. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, with uh, uh, the the Greenwood District kind of growing up and and really getting that additional focus, you know, uh, as it relates to his, the history of the area, just a wonderful part of the city to kind of be a part of. Yeah, the Greenwood District was just recently placed on the National Register of Historic Places. The the entire district, so that's going to really increase the interest in activity. Oh, absolutely. I, I can't wait to, to see the museum over there. Um, so, but let's, let's talk too. I, I, I saw a lot of what you were discuss, discussing earlier, a lot of glass, a lot of um, uh, open facing offices where everybody's kind of looking out and some common areas. Talk about that. Yeah, we really wanted to, to focus on that and increasing our collaboration. We have collaboration spaces scattered throughout the, the office where if you want to talk with someone, you can just run down Grab a chair, grab a space on the on the couch. Uh, they're they're fully equipped with Wi-Fi, so if someone decides they want to work there for a while, they can. And if you really get stressed out, we have a shuffleboard table we have set up where you can go down there and work off a little steam, take a break. So that's I right outside that. of my office. I, I, it's right outside your office, and I even saw a. Uh you know, it looked like a whiteboard that had uh, an entire tournament scheduled out there that had taken place. I think that was part of our United Way efforts. That's right. We have a big United Way campaign. We do all kinds of activities. And, of course, with the shuffleboard table, that's the first thing we had to do was schedule a big shuffleboard tournament. Most of our folks, well, many of our folks, including me, had never really played shuffleboard, but we're learning how. Uh, and, and it was a lot of fun. Well, that's great. So what, what are some of your other features that, that you really enjoy about the, about the new office location? Well, being on one floor, for one thing. That, that's important, I think, in a law firm where collaboration is, is such a big deal. Our previous space, we were on two floors. And you might go several months without seeing one of your partners or one of your associates who happens to be on another floor. Uh, with, with the arrangement that we have here now, we, have, we do have the main crow's nest kind of communal area. We have our collaboration spaces. So we see each other a lot more. And that's just more opportunity for learning, for sharing work, sharing ideas. Um, 
it's, it's just working out very well. That's something that I, you know, people just don't realize how big a deal that is. You know, the Oklahoma City office of the Braniff building, Braniff's a beautiful historic building uh, unto itself. But you are talking about 10 floors of crows separated, uh, Be you know, and I, you run into people in the elevator and, of course, at various events that we'll have. But you're right. Um, there are times when I realize I haven't seen anybody from the, you know, the fourth floor in quite a while. Mm-hmm. And um, that's that's something that you can. Um, you know, avoid or, or at least better facilitate putting people together in a setup like this. And part of that, we made a conscious effort to mix up our departments within the firm. We were generally split up, at least here in Tulsa, into business and litigation groups. And uh, we wanted to, to mix those up so they're not geographically separate and, and get to share some some insights that way also. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's, it's a, it's a great setup. It's a beautiful building, you know, as well. It's a great location. And, you know, I, I equate everything to, you know, um, Oh, I don't know, sports at the end of the day, right? And so as a, a big fan of college football, I, I watch and marvel really at how these u- universities have to kind of bigger practice fields, better locker rooms, better facilities. And that's how you draw uh, attention and how you retain, uh, you know, the best talent. Um, I don't think it's that big a leap to, to say the same when it comes to, you know, we, Crone Dunlavey has a long history of attracting the best legal minds in the state and from outside of the state. This has got to be a feather in the cap when it comes to recruiting efforts. That was one of our primary driving forces, actually, in not only making the move, but in finding the space that we wanted and in designing that space the way we did, was we wanted to make it attractive to the top talent because it's crucial for our practice and and maintaining our firm the way it has been for 120 years to bring that top talent in and, and to make a space that they will want to come to work in every day. Absolutely. And I I can't imagine that that um, won't make a, a big impact. I'm just looking at these balconies and thinking about uh, – I was an old Boston legal fan, you know, think about uh, uh, James Spader and, uh, uh, you know, Captain Kirk <laughs> out there, uh, you know, enjoying the Boston skyline. Has uh, anybody, uh, you know, brought any big easy chairs out there and a couple cigars to look over your we, dominion? We haven't had the cigars yet from Boston legal. We'll have to wait for that big mythical win like you get on, on those on those TV shows. But, yeah, exactly. Uh, exactly. We'll, we'll, if we get it, if we get a nice victory or a nice big transaction closes, we'll probably allow some cigars out there. There you go. There you go. Well, I won't, I won't tell if you won't tell. Okay. But, well, uh, Mac, this has been a fascinating look into kind of the history of the, of our, our, our Tulsa office, but really uh, a glimpse into our present and, and what looks to be just a magnificent future as well. Um, Tulsa's always been, um, you know, an integral part of what Crow and Dunlopley does as a firm. And as we grow with our four offices, and get to see you guys be a shining jewel in this uh, new location. It sure is uh, an exciting thing. So thank you for sharing time with us and and and, and all the hard work that uh, you and um, the others that we've mentioned, you know, put into this project. Thank you very much for that. It's been our pleasure and we're really excited about it. Well, good, good. Well, that's going to bring to close uh, today's podcast. I'm excited to say that um, I'm going to be extending my stay here in the new Crow's Nest uh, in Tulsa. We're going to be um, uh, taping uh, a podcast with uh, my law partner, Mike McBride, and talking about some um, Indian and gaming law issues that have come up. And those are always exciting uh, podcasts, but uh, it'll keep me in these new digs just a little bit longer 
as I'm out here to put on our uh, uh, second leg of our annual labor and employment uh, seminar that's going to be in Tulsa tomorrow. So it's exciting times to be here, and, and, and I appreciate you guys playing host to us. So that'll wrap it up here for uh, Briefly Legal. Stay safe uh, out there, everyone. And remember, uh, if you see uh, or think of some topics that you'd like to uh, hear talked about on our podcast, well, don't hesitate uh, to send us an email uh, at brieflylegal at crowdunlevy.com. We'd love to hear from you. Love to uh, see if there's a topic that we could uh, put on air uh, for you to hear from us. But in the meantime, we're going to sign off for today and say thanks for stopping by and spending time with us here on Briefly Legal.